0: Hi, I'm Angela Snyder, your host. I'm a former lawyer turned stay-at-home mom turned personal development junkie. And I truly believe that we're not just meant to go through life, we're meant to grow through life. So often the daily grind dictates our every move and I'm here to help you disrupt the pattern and wake up to yourself to remember what lights you up. To use Glennon Doyle's genius and heroic analogy, I'm here to wake you up to the freaking cheetah inside of you. I believe we are all meant for more, for a truer understanding, deeper conversations and more intimate, soulful connections and a truly deep relationship with ourselves we are worth the investment of time and energy to reconnect with our souls and to rediscover our deepest intentions in this life it all goes so fast time's going to pass by whether we are actively participating or not so why not grab a hold of the wheel and take control of your destiny so give yourself permission to dive deep and do this work because i promise you are worth it and you won't regret it Dr. Nicolea Williams, I am so sticking excited to have you here. I was just doing my research for this like conversation and I cannot even get over all of the things that you are doing like you are a best-selling author of 10 books my friend what that's like (laughs) mind-blowing oh my gosh you're like creating a course you're doing all these incredible things um and you're just such a light like every time I talk to you I just end with like the biggest smile and you're just I love looking at your social media posts and stuff and I feel like you're always educating it's just
1: such an honor to be here and I'm so so grateful to have you today. Oh, my goodness. The privilege is seriously all mine. I'm so excited. I was counting down the days until this interview. I am just so excited to connect with you. And you feel like I'm a light. It takes one to know one. I just think your personality is so um, magnetizing. You're just so, so, so powerful. So I'm really, really excited to be here as well.
0: Oh my gosh, you're the best! I just got the chills, and I this is something that I've been getting the chills like my whole life. It's just a sign that I get, and I just found out that that is actually part. I had my human design chart done, and I found out that I'm a generator, and and I'm like open to some sort of signs or something. Okay. So I haven't memorized it, but I get signs and these chills are one of them. And it just like resonated with me so hard because I've been getting them my whole life, but I just got it with you, my friend. And that's how I know, like when a connection is like for real. So I love it. That's amazing.
1: Can I ask you a question? Are you sacral? Are you a sacral generator? Yes. So I
0: have like so much in my sacral, like so much energy in there. Like all Uh of the valves going in and
1: out were like filled up. Yes. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. Um, and the reason I can say that is because sacred you get, you get that lit lit up feeling that, that like you're, you just know in your gut, there's no other really way to describe it. You just know. Um, so I can tell that's so awesome.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. So you are actually like a certified human design person, right? Why don't we back up and you give us a little bit of background about you and what makes you so special and unique?
1: Yeah, so that's so interesting. See what makes me special. That is like always the hardest question for me. So Um, for me, I guess I'll just share a little bit about what I what all I'm like certified in, and then I'll bring it full circle. It's not like me tooting my horn about certifications, but toot that horn, my um... (laughs) friend. You toot it hard. I'll do it for you if you're not doing enough. (laughs) Thank you. It makes me like blush. Um so I'm certified in neurolinguistic programming, emotional freedom tapping, hypnotherapy, um, time techniques, life and success coaching, and then also um human design. I'm also I'm actually a master life and success coach as well. Um so for me, the reason that I say that is because I spent so long in my life trying to figure out why I was different or why I didn't fit in or when life was going to make sense. And so I would always do things. Um, there's this concept like in the personal development space where we have like masculine energy and we have feminine energy. Masculine energy is very much do, do, do. Feminine energy is very much like receive, receive, receive. And um, I was very like if I do things, I'll be rewarded. That's part of that's kind of what society sells sells us, right? If you're productive, yeah, you're going to be rewarded for it. So I bought into that. Um, I also dealt with a little bit of um, abuse growing up. My mom's ex husband was extremely emotionally abusive and verbally abusive. So I always I I almost had this achievement addiction of trying to achieve something to prove my value. I tied my value to that, and um, it wasn't until probably about four or five years ago that I had someone. me like you could do all the personal development work in the world, but if you're not really adre- addressing your mindset, none of it's going to matter. So that's when I, I leaned into all of those certifications I share, neuro-linguistic programming, which, which teaches us the programs and the patterns of our mind. I leaned into human design so that I could understand my unique design and be able to embrace that part of myself, the, all parts of myself. Um, and, and that's why I'm so passionate about sharing these things, because I don't think enough people know about them, and we're all trying to do all the tasks to prove our worth. But really when you shift in your mind, you shift your mindset, then you can really align your reality with it. So that's a little bit about like my certifications. I'm also a girl mom. So I have a 12 and a seven year old. Um Mm -hmm. and yeah, that's kind of a little bit about me. Oh, and I love You're also a doctor. (laughs) So you I'm not say I have a doctorate degree. Sorry, I should be clear. Okay. I have a doctorate degree, but um it's a doctor of education. So I studied, um, I went through, you know, to get my my doctorate in education and I focused on leadership, which is um really interesting as it relates to like education because I am a nerd <laughs> to some extent. Like, I love learning um and I love being able, I don't, I'm not one of those people that like learns in a vacuum and wants to hold it all in I'm I am like how can I learn this and take it to people totally. that need it you know so um yeah and then I love the office that's just like a casual fact about me if I could like watch the office all day I would but yeah so there's
0: a little bit about me <laughs> oh my gosh that's so good you're the cutest by the way did you know that the office like was the most number one watch show during quarantine or something like that it had like more watches than anything it like exploded during quarantine I did so not know funny.
1: but they freaking took it off of Netflix and it like broke my January 1st I like woke up it's like a, a normal thing like I'll wake up <laughs> it's the weekend and I'll just throw on an episode as I'm getting ready it's 20 minutes long I've seen all the episodes 100 times and I'd like turn on the episode and it was gone so I started googling it and they totally <laughs> took it off Netflix and it makes sense they wanted to make their own money in another way but um I'm not surprised because I've always watched it but I leaned really heavy into it during quarantine because you just needed something mindless everything totally. else was like spinning out of control so if you can just have something like mindless for 20 minutes to last why not? (laughs) I totally agree. I love that little fact about you. That's
0: so fun. Thanks for sharing. Um, So why don't you tell us a little bit about human design? A lot of my listeners, this will be like one of the first times they're hearing about it. And I know for myself, like I only just had my chart done and it was like a little tiny baby reading. It wasn't like a full, you know, shebang. So I'm actually still curious, like, what is it? Is it like astrology? Is it personal? Like, you know,
1: tell me a little bit about it. Wonderful question. I get this all the time. So human design, and I am i don't like to do it too per, super scientific because then I feel like people like check out. Yeah. So this is my simplified version of human design. Human design takes all these systems like the I Ching, the chakra system, astrology, the Kabbalah, a couple other things, and it creates this It created this like intricate system that helps you understand how you are energetically designed to be in this world. And it tells you so much about yourself, how you're supposed to make decisions, um, how to live in alignment, what emotions you should stay away from, which ones you should lean into, um, purpose. I mean, there's so many things um, that human design can teach you. And I love human design because I think a lot of times when we think of ourselves, we think of like when we think we know ourselves, we'll say our favorite color, or our favorite TV show, or what we like to do, our favorite pastime, whatever. Um, but there's so much below the surface and human design really gets down there. And when you think of a lot of times um, people will compare it to the Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram or something like that. And really, when you human the Myers Briggs and Enneagram show us who we're conditioned to be, meaning that we have different experiences in society. We um, we go through different things. We're told we need to behave a certain way, whatever it may be, and so then we are conditioned to be that way. When in reality, we're designed to all be unique. And the more we can begin to align with it, the more as it like as a whole things begin to really make a shift. Um, so I, just to get, is it okay if I give you a quick example? Please. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I just, this is like my favorite example to give. And this was like my very first, like when I was getting certified, this was like blew my mind. So my brother and I, we are 18 months apart, super, super close. He's like my best friend. He's 18 months younger than me. And we grew up and I was always like a go-getter. I was always like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And I, and my mom would like, joke and be like, he's so lazy. He never wanted to do anything. Even I would be like, yeah, he's like, he didn't want to get jobs when it was time to get a job. He didn't care if he had his license when it was time to get his license. But my brother is uber successful. He's a college professor. He teaches race and inequality. He loves what he does. He's very in alignment and he's flourishing. And when I came to understand human design, my brother is what's called a projector and projectors are designed to share wisdom. And more importantly, because they have they um, are taking in too much energy throughout the day. They don't have that recurring, that renewing sense of energy, so they're often tired and they're seen as lazy. So for him, he found the perfect job for him to shine. He gets to share his expertise as a teacher, but he also gets to retreat when his body calls for it because, you know, he's not meant to work an eight-hour work work day. You know. Um, And so that to me was like such an eye opener because he doesn't have to apologize for being quote unquote lazy anymore. He gets to say, this is who I am. And now because he's in alignment with it, he's flourishing, which is, it's such a beautiful thing to witness. Oh my gosh. That is so beautiful. It's almost like liberating in a way,
0: right? Because it it almost like gives you permission to live into all of these things that feel so true to you, but you're like curbing them because society says that's not the way we do it around here. And so you're trying to fit in, but getting your human design chart, at least this is what it felt like for me and what it sounds like for your brother it just gives you that freedom to, to like exhale for a minute and say, this is the way I'm supposed to be. Like, there's a reason I felt this sort of contrast, you know?
1: Yes. I say human design is the ultimate permission slip to be yourself. That's why that is my like quote for it, but that's exactly it.
0: I love that. That's so beautiful. So how do you like incorporate human design with uh, your work?
1: That's a wonderful question. So human design is a very, the very foundation of what I do as a coach, um, because what I learned in the coaching space, and even myself from a client perspective, when I moved into the coaching world, I was taking all these programs and all these courses and working with all these coaches. And I think, and not, no offense to them, I think they're doing the best that they they can, but right. there's always this one size fits all model. And I get it, some, you can't structure everything all the time. Um, but when I came to understand human design, I realized we all are very, very different. So a very tangible example for that is that I am a manifestor, and manifestors are supposed to initiate new things, and that means that we're going to be multi-passionate. So if you 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 said it like my resume, I have things all have like an author over here, and I create courses over here, and I'm a coach over here, but I'm designed to be that way. So when I was joining all of these programs, I would feel a lot of shame because they're like you have to niche down, and it has to look a certain way. And so what really happened was I was like preventing myself from progressing in my business. And it wasn't until I learned human design that I kind of had this unapologetic attitude like, oh, I don't have to niche down. It doesn't work for me. And then my business really took off from there. So the way in which I use human design is I've used it at a foundational level. I understand my client's human design. It's the very first thing we do. We do a foundational reading. And then from there, I structure the work that I'm doing with them. So, for example, um, you mentioned you're a generator. Generate with being a generator, you are supposed to be, mo- you're supposed to be passionate about one thing and take action about that one thing. So, I have a, a client who's a stepmom coach, and she is all about like supporting stepmoms. Like she loves it. And so sometimes when I see her, like kind of getting spacey and she's like oh I want to start a virtual assistant business it's like let's stay right here because this is where you're you're going to renew that sense of energy and have that success so understanding my client's human design helps me to structure how I work with them if that makes sense so that's our very foundational step wow Yeah, that's awesome. And that really resonates with me because
0: I get overwhelmed when I have like more than one ball in the air, so to speak. It's just like the tiny things just make me super overwhelmed. So that really speaks to me. I love that idea about using it um, with your clients. I think it's like such an important way to get to know them, to understand like how you work with them, like in the most productive way, right? Like how are your, how can you craft your services to be most productive for them. So that is so, so awesome. I love that. Human design sounds so cool. I can't even wait to like learn more about it. Um, I also was noticing that you've done so much work around like goal setting. And, and like, um, you know, getting, going after your goals and stuff and living a life on purpose that you love. And I know that that's something that really is going to ring true with my listeners. Those are things that are on their minds, how to go about setting goals, knowing what goals are good for them, but also just how, like, what would be the first. Like thing that you would think would indicate to somebody that, maybe they need a change in their life. Like maybe they're, maybe they need like to interrupt that pattern.
1: Yeah. For me, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of that is feeling unfulfilled or feeling out of alignment. I think a lot of times when we set goals or we have big visions, ask yourself, like, is this something that I actually want? Or is this something that somebody else actually wants um and for me for example i stayed in a very unhealthy marriage because that was society's standard. you go to college you get married you have 2.5 kids you live in a house with a white picket fence and a dog and so i bought into society's dream for for my life and i felt really unfulfilled no matter what steps i was taking and that's a telltale sign that it's like that's a red flag or, you know, that's your, you need to, your check engine light is coming on. You need to fix something. You need to shift something. You need to change something. So really getting in touch with yourself and asking yourself, like, is this, am I doing this because I want to, am I doing this for somebody else? Or am I doing this because I feel like I have to. Yeah. I love that. Do you find that like a lot of people in your
0: life that you know of are doing that type of check-in?
1: No. And that's the, that, hardest part. I ended up, I ended up working with most women that are in their thirties. Oh, in their man. life. I just
0: was wondering if you find that most people in your life are doing that type of check-in because for me, I, like the reason I asked that is because I really don't know a lot of people who are even taking stock in that type of thing, right. Who are even like open and aware, or if they are, we're not having conversations about it. Um, and I'm just wondering if you find a lot of people are doing that check in with themselves? I don't. No.
1: Yeah, no. If I can be honest, not at all. I think that we run from things that make us uncomfortable. We run from the idea of moving beyond our comfort zone. And I always, always tell my clients our triggers are our teachers. When you are triggered, when you're noticing those emotions stirring, what is that teaching you? Um, and that's hard, right? To sit still with those thoughts, to sit still with those emotions. And that's why I do a lot of the mindset support that I do with my clients, because um, we have to have a strong mind if we want to be able to push through that. So no, I don't see a lot of people um, do that, but my desire as a coach is to be able to facilitate that, that safe space to be able to, um, to work through that. Because when you, when you get to the other side, you really find yourself, right? You really find what you're passionate about. Give yourself permission to go after it without, um, without so much fear, if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. I love that so much. And I have found that doing this work for myself has brought so much clarity around who I am as a person. And it's like, such an awesome journey to get to know yourself again as an adult and like be reminded of the things that you love and light you up and all of those things. I just find sometimes I struggle communicating that to people who are just like nowhere near being on that path. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh yeah, definitely can understand that.
0: I just didn't know if there is like a mom listening, um, you know, who is feeling like a little bit unfulfilled or there's some sort of a tug at her, you know, that there's supposed to be more or something. What would you recommend as like their first step
1: to sort of break out of that habit or that pattern? To give themselves permission to dream. So what is desired by you is destined for you. Okay. And when we desire things, we thank you. um, When we desire things, we sometimes try to so here's a little quick, here's a quick quiz for you. Right here, right now, okay. take a moment. And I want you to think if I told you and any listener, please do this. If I said, tell me exactly what you want and you have 10 seconds, tell me exactly something, you, your big dream, what is it that you want? You have 10 seconds to list it. The reason that I give you 10 seconds to list it is because you know what you want. You know, you know that. But if I give you a minute, I give you two minutes, or five minutes, you're gonna justify it. You're gonna say, well, no, I can never really have that. Or no, my husband won't let it. Or no, my kids, I don't we'll never have time balancing my kids in that. You're justifying it. So give do that little quiz with yourself and see what it is that you want and then give yourself permission to dream around that. Dream around what that looks like. Dream around what, to, what small baby steps you can take in the direction of that. And that's how my, <laughs> my business now was birthed. I had a desire for a business nobody around, me, no one in my family has businesses, they all have careers. Mm-hmm. And then for me to go all the way to get my doctorate, get a really good career and say that I'm unfulfilled, doesn't make any sense to anyone. Totally. So I was literally a loner. So I just gave myself permission to dream and started to take small little baby steps in alignment with that dream. Oh my gosh. I love
0: that so much. I was like fist pumping in excitement. That is so good. Your 10 second rule is so true. Oh my gosh. Because your, your knee jerk reaction is this big, beautiful dream that's on your heart. And then immediately like at second 15, you're like, oh, that's too big. I definitely shouldn't say that out loud. Like I was worried. I'm like, oh my gosh, is she going to make me say mine out loud? I should really pick something that's like a little bit more like acceptable, right? Yep. And we're conditioned to do that. Oh. It makes me feel like sad for our hearts. Like I want those big dreams to get out in the world. And I totally like, we are on the same page that my whole family doesn't understand why I am not excited to be a practicing attorney. And, you know, mm-hmm. luckily my husband is super supportive, but like most other people are like, Hmm, that's so confusing. Go out and earn some money. You know, um, Yeah, it just like, I was thinking about this today. Like it just felt wrong. From like the minute I started, you know, like it just yes. felt like I was pushing this boulder uphill, like, you know, jamming the square peg into the round hole, like all of the analogies I can yes. think of. of like, it was just not in alignment with my heart and soul. And like it feels so good. And, and this is like something that I am still working through, but it really feels good to accept, finally accept that that is. Not what I want for my future, and that it doesn't have to be that I can work t- towards a different future, even though um, I worked long and hard. <laughs> <this> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know. So I definitely am resonating with that part of your story so much. That's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing.
1: You're welcome. And one thing I want to add to to what you just shared, because I'm sure other listeners can relate to that, is like, yeah, you may have worked really hard to get to where you want to be, and or to get to where you are now, and you may not want to be there anymore but all even the curveballs are a part of the process right there's something to be learned in every part of that experience so you never know how some of the things that you learned as a practicing attorney could carry over to things that you need to know in business you never like you just never know how it, it how it all will come together i'm a believer and one of my favorite verses is god works everything out together for the good of those who love him and that was something that i had to like marinate and meditate on because for me i'm like man, none of this is making sense, but I just had to trust that eventually slowly, but surely things would overlap. And some of it still doesn't make sense, but I know in time it, it'll come together.
0: Yeah. I love that. It's so true. I it's like accepting the journey and like the beauty and all of the stages. Right. It's yes. so great. I love yes. that. Um, I was looking at, um, I think it was like one of your YouTube videos and I'm only giggling because you have like so much content out there that (laughs) it's like, I can't remember if this was like in a book or like on YouTube (laughs) or on your post or whatever, but you said something about the ladder of believability, which really resonated with me because sometimes I I tend to be like a super big dreamer. I'm a big dreamer and like, and it's sometimes when I am, you know, working with maybe clients or students somebody who isn't quite there yet right and and, in asking them to sort of step out of their comfort zone and dream big allow themselves to give themselves permission to dream is very uncomfortable can you talk to me a little bit about the ladder of believability and how that can you know sort of help get you there
1: yeah. So I actually use the ladder of believability with affirmations um, with my clients. So I think a lot of times when we uh, when we are starting to incorporate affirmations, everyone's like, oh, put them on, you know, post-it notes and say yeah. them in your mirror and say them with superwoman pose. And that's great. But a lot of times when we're saying affirmations, we're doing it in a very rote form. Like, I am beautiful. I mm-hmm. am smart. But we're not really like, I'm beautiful. I'm smart. Like, we're not buying into it. Totally. Yeah. And the reason we're not buying into it is because we are trying to validate it we're trying to make sense of it so if you're like I have a you know 10k business but you don't you're like no, I don't have that so you kind of talk yourself out of it so what I do is when I'm doing affirmations I do a ladder of believability which means I take small steps to get to that big goal because some people like you and you mentioned that you're a big dreamer and that feels safe for you but for some people it doesn't feel safe to dream and I was one of those people. So when I was writing my very first book, I wanted to be a best-selling author, but that dream felt so like foreign to me. It felt so out there. And so what I would say is, I, I, you know, I, Dr. Nicolia, write every single day. Um, And then as I started to write every single day, I built it into more. I, Dr. Nicolia, write things that, that impact people. I, Dr. Nicole, am going, I, Dr. Nicolia wrote an impactful book. I am a, I am a best-selling author. Like I didn't start off with, I am a best-selling author. I started off with one small thing. So when I'm working with clients who have never made a dollar in their business, maybe it's just that I impact one person today, or maybe it's, I get one new client today. And then as I get that one client, now I have you know i have a 1k month i have a 5k month i have a 10k month and we're able to build into it because if you say affirmations in rote form or if you say affirmations that you in no way are aligned with yet and you're like that is not happening for me it's not going to serve you just to keep reciting it over and over again so the ladder of believability serves you because it helps you to take these small steps up that ladder that figurative ladder to be able to make it believable to be able to make that dream believable Oh, I love that so
0: much. That's so beautiful. That's a really great um, tactic for people to use anywhere, anytime, you know, um, to help sort of implement all of these positive things that we're, th- that we're teaching, but might not be able to, to do it all right at once, right? So it's like a little, taking a little bite. I love that. Yes, little bites at a time. <laughs> yes, that's so, so great. Um, oh my gosh, there's just so much that I want to talk to you about. Because um, I was like, I told you, I was totally nerding out on your YouTube channel
1: before this. So hopefully people will head over there and check out all your awesome videos also. Definitely do that. I I set a goal for myself um, in May that I was going to have a video every day for for the month of May. And um, that was in, so May, that was May, 2020. And I have continued to make a video every single day. No way. There is tons of content for you guys out there. Yeah. I, it was one, and that's a, that's an example of a ladder of believability. I didn't believe, I, I think I had done maybe, 20 videos but that was over a period of like a year you know um and here I was like I'm gonna do a video every day for the month of May and I just I said it and at the time it was quarantine I had some extra time and I was like, let's see where I go and kind of started a pattern, started, started this like low. And here I am several months later, still making videos. Oh my There's gosh. tons of content. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. That's so inspiring. I love the way you are just like, no holds barred. You just go after the things that you want. There is no like you know, sitting in fear or, or doubting yourself. I love that. So empowering to be in your presence and, and sort of soak that up. So thank you. Um, Talk to me a little bit about your coaching business and, and like, what is, what's your favorite thing to coach on? Like, do you have a specific niche that you work on with, with your clients
1: or tell me a little bit about that? So it's awesome you ask that. My coaching business has really expanded. When I and I will say I was accidentally thrown into coaching. When I wrote my very very first book, um, at that in that season, that was a rough season for me. I was working a full time job, working a part time job, get um, getting my doctorate full like in school full time, getting my doctorate. I just went through a divorce, raising two kids. Oh my gosh! So I was like, it was crazy. And um, I joined this small like support group, this divorce support group, and the women would always ask me like, how are you like? balancing it all. And I'm like, I don't know, I, I just wash my clothes on this day and I do this on that. I would give them like what seemed to me to be really simple strategies. And they were just drawn to it. So that's when I was like, oh, I'll write an ebook. And as I started to type up the ebook, I'm like, I should turn this into a real book and then other women can be blessed by it. And so that's how my coaching business started. I wrote, I wrote a real book and it was on like productivity and people started asking me how to write books and people started asking me about productivity. And then from there, I started to kind of expand and grow my business. And um, if I had to say what my favorite piece of coach, that would be so hard. Again, I'm a manifester and I'm like so multi-passionate, but I would probably say it's around mindset. I love mindset because I realized that no, I can give you all the systems, strategies, and support in the world, but if we don't get your mindset to align with it, none of it's gonna matter um so mindset would probably be a big piece and I love like goal setting and productivity which to me goal setting and productivity kind of go hand in hand Mm -hmm. because if you don't get a handle on your schedule and your routine goal settings kind of out the window so those would be like my things and I think a lot of that is because I was my own first client, like I had to teach myself these productivity hacks. I had to teach myself to feel the fear and do it anyway. I had to teach myself to get out of my own way with my limiting beliefs. Um, And so that's why I'm so passionate because I'm not coming from a place of like, haha, I have this figured out and you don't. I'm coming from a place of like, no, every single day I'm still growing. Every single day I'm still expanding. And I wanna allow my footprints to become your blueprints kind of (laughs) oh my gosh I love that that is so beautiful
0: did you just come up with that yeah I literally was like how do I describe it yeah (laughs) you gotta write that down Uh, your footprints are gonna become our blueprints that is such a great way I do like that we need to write that down that's part of a tagline somewhere um talk to since you're the productivity queen you have to give us like what are your top tips. Like I'll say like one tip, but I secretly would love as many tips as you can give us. What is, what are like, what's your best advice
1: for increasing productivity? Well, so the first thing would be to understand when you feel most productive. Um, I think a lot of times people are like early birds get the worm, but not everyone is an early riser. So you Mm -hmm. can wake up in the morning and if you're grumpy and not focused, it doesn't matter. So really um, paying attention to your schedule to see when you're going to feel um, most productive and then kind of aligning your tasks with that. I'm going to give you three, three, three. I love it. (laughs) The second thing is I call it my two minute rule. And if anything can be done in under two minutes, do it. So -hmm. like, let's say that you're bringing in the mail and you get an electric bill and I don't know a mortgage statement and you're you're like okay I'm gonna file the mortgage statement and I'm gonna pay the electric bill and now both of those papers are dispersed and it's not this like building up this to-do list in the background so anything that can be done in under two minutes get it done right away if possible. And then the third one, um, I call it my stoplight strategy. So um, it's a stoplight, so red, yellow, and green. And if you are looking at your planner, and if you don't use a planner, I would challenge you to kind of pull out a a calendar or something and kind of write how you're spending your, you've been spending your time for the last week or so. And then break your tasks down by red, yellow, and green. Red being like, this task has nothing to do with anything. I don't need to be doing it. Yellow being like, I have permission to do this, but maybe more so in moderation and green being like this task is in direct alignment with my goals. How can I do more of these? So um, an example of like, um, I don't know, let's say you're starting a coaching. Let's say you're starting a podcast. Let's use that. You're starting. Okay, a yeah, I like that. <laughs> So you know that green activities may be that you need to get on social media and talk about it so you can collaborate or meet people. Or you know that green activities mean that you need a time batch so that you can get your podcast recorded. Yellow activities may be like you really like TV, but you watch way too much of it. So okay, I'm going to watch TV, but only if after I get this podcast done. Or even a recent yellow activity for me was that I was taking my kids to and from gymnastics, my daughters, to and from gymnastics every single week. And so I'd sit there and they don't have like Wi Fi. So I'm spending two hours there. So, what I decided to do was carpool. So, one parent takes them one week. And then I take them the next week. So that now freed up two extra hours. This is right before the pandemic, but this is an example. Um, Freed up two extra hours in my week, right? So it's a yellow task that I still want to do. It's still important to me, but does it need, like, do I have to be every second and every moment and every time? Um, And then a red task is like those things that have absolutely nothing to do with your goals and you're spending way too much time doing them. So maybe that's like going to happy hour with friends I mean, with co-workers, but you don't really want to be with your coworkers. You go because you kind of feel like you have to, but it's really impacting your time that you could be committing to your podcast or networking or whatever. So really kind of breaking down your calendar with that. An- another yellow example would be like um, a recent thing that I did is I started having my children learn how to put groceries away as they're getting older, because that saves me 30 minutes. And for me, that's a way in this, we're part of a team in the household. You can help contribute and put groceries away. Um, and I found myself, wanting to undo what they were doing because the pantry was like unorganized and then my OCD I'm like oh, I can't find anything but realistically they're not learning that way if I'm just trying to right. fix it so I made that be a yellow task sometimes I give myself permission to do it sometimes I give them permission to do it so that they're learning but then also it frees up my time so really understanding your your schedule according to that helps you to make sure that you're taking your prioritizing tasks that are in alignment with where it is that you want to be, not prioritizing tasks that have nothing to do with anything. (laughs) Oh my
0: gosh, that is so beautiful. I love like your little systems that you came up with. Those um, Those three tips that you gave us are awesome. Thank you so much. And you sort of touched on this a little bit, but how do you like incorporate any of your work like your coaching work with your kids like are you teaching them any of the thing like things that you're learning in any of your programs or A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. So I actually, um, use human design a lot. Um, human design also talks, talks a lot about digestion. And so my youngest, she does not like to eat meals at like a strategic time. I am very much like if my dinner's not on the table at five 30, I'm hangry and I'm not a good person to be around. Um, but my youngest is not like that. Like I will put a meal there and she won't eat it. And then an hour later she's famished. She's like, where is my food? Like, what can I eat? And so for a long time, I would very much so like force it like, no, you have eat you have to eat and now it's she still sits at the dinner table because I think that that's important to have that time with them but I'm not forcing her to eat and so I very much is like okay if you're not hungry now you can't have a snack later but you're allowed to reheat up your dinner later because I understand that she doesn't eat on that strategic she does she needs um a more passive form of digestion based on her design Um, I use that when, um, both of my girls, like my youngest one, she's a manifesting generator. And so she has that, a lot of that energy. And so even when she's like talking, she's like moving and she just needs to move her body. And I'm, I'm like always exhausted. I'm like, Oh my goodness. But I let her do that, you know. Before I'd be like, "Sit still, calm down, relax," you know. I'm like, "No, that's her." And then um, another tool that I use a lot with, especially with my older daughter, is emotional freedom tapping. Um, if you're new to emotional freedom tapping, it is an amazing energy practice or an energy modality where you're tapping through different meridian points on your body and removing negative energy out. Our bodies hold energy, and if you think of like um, if you think of like nature. in water, like with a stream of water, the water has to move because still water becomes toxic or stagnant. And it's the same thing with our body. If you think our body is made of water, it becomes toxic for us to hold those negative emotions. So emotional freedom tapping moves that out. And so um, my oldest daughter this year, like starting middle school and being in a new school in the middle of a pandemic, it stirred a lot of anxiety. (laughs) Like these kids are heroes this year. Oh yeah. Um, But we've done emotional freedom tapping so much and I love it because it's like a rapid shift like you can be dealing with anxiety right here we tap through those emotions tap into positive suggestions, and you're ready to hit the ground running. So emotional freedom tapping is definitely um, something I've used and I use all of it but those, like I've used hypnotherapy on them before, Um, I do a lot of mindset um, work on them I'll tell you but I'll tell you another one. Um, But emotional freedom tapping and human design are probably the ones I use the most with my girls. the one mindset thing that we started, uh, for parents out there has been yeah. so amazing is we started what's called a cant jar and actually I have a YouTube video on that too. But I, I bought like a little Mason jar and it's pink. Cause we're girls. You're so cute. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> we're not allowed to say the word can't in our household. Like my kids legit think it's a cuss word. Like we are not allowed to say that. If you say can't, you have to contribute. You have to contribute to the can't jar. So let's say like a nickel or a dime. And if you want your nickel or dime back, you have to validate yourself in 10 ways. You have to hype yourself up in 10 ways. Oh my gosh. I love that. so it's so cool because um can't is not a word you can say I'm having a difficult time with this are you able to help me but can't is not a word because when you adopt can't you now have taken away your power and you're powerful you're magnificent you're amazing and so and and I don't want them to look for validation from I tell them all the time how amazing they are right but I'm their mom they don't pay attention so I want them to be able to validate themselves I say be your own hype man be your own cheerleader like let yourself know remind yourself why you're worthy so if they say can't whatever coin they put in there and it's literally they can't pick the coin they have to go in their wallet close their eyes and pick the coin and whatever coin they drop in there if they want to earn it back they they need to say, even if it's a, a quarter, 25 things about themselves in order to earn that back. And that's been so amazing because my kids legit do not use the word can't. Like that is not a word that is even in our vocabulary anymore. Oh my it's really gosh. Cool.
0: I cannot even tell you. That is so inspiring. I want to do that so badly. I'm like taking notes like a crazy person because that's what I do. And I'm <laughs> like, that is genius. It's such a cool idea. I'm also like, I know we don't have time to go into all these things right now, but I'm super curious about human design and eating like, yes, and your gut health and stuff. This is like, you're giving me homework. I'm going to have to go and research that
1: because Oh, please do. It talks about sleep too. Your sleep, mm. your eating, your decision-making, how you manifest, like with goal setting, um, oh, how this. you learn, Um, like, I mean, there's, it's, it goes deep. Yeah. That's making me feel like I need to
0: get my charts for, for my boys. Um, do you have like a place where you recommend people go
1: to get, like, can you get a chart for free? Yeah, you can go to genetic matrix and get a chart. I will be totally honest. You will read the chart and be like, what in the world WTF is on this chart? Like shapes and lines and colors and like, it makes no sense. Um, And then there are some like free resources online that you can like get different things. Like, oh, I'm a manifestor, I'm a generator but I'm gonna be very, very honest it's almost like if I say I'm a woman, like just because I'm a woman, I'm not the same thing as everyone. And there's, uh, there's different types, but human design goes so much deeper. So if you guys are ever interested, start there, understand your type, get your chart. You can go to genetic matrix to do that. But then I would really consider getting um, a foundational reading because that will tell you some of those things and how they all overlap. Like We have different centers, and each of the centers in our body are either undefined or defined. And that tells us where we're, where we have strength and where we're feeding into other people, where we're more likely to be conditioned, how we manifest, how we digest, how we rest. I mean, it'll give you the comprehensive view of who you are. So, definitely start with the type. I, I, I'm i not at all telling you anything is wrong with that. That's where I started forever. And that gave me permission to be an initiator and to be like, it's okay if I like to do a whole bunch of things and I'm not niching down. And that was just the start for me. And that was yeah. a lot for me. Um, but then I started to dive deeper into how should I make decisions and how should I be, how should I decondition and all of that. So eventually as you get like further into it, if you feel kind of for you lit up, or if you're another type, if you feel ride your emotional wave and you're like, okay, or you feel aligned, with it or whatever your intuition is guiding you to it then I would consider um doing a reading because it'll give you the it'll give you your chart based on all the things combined together oh my gosh
0: I'm definitely going to be doing that soon so (laughs) keep your eyes peeled for an email for me um okay I have saved the best for last my friend please tell us about this beautiful incredible project that you are working on your course that you're getting ready to
1: launch Yes, I'm so excited. So I have for a very, very long time been really passionate about uh, the coaching space. Um, I told you guys I was thrown into it on accident. And when I think back to my beginning stages, I was really passionate about what I wanted to bring to people, how I wanted to help people, but don't feel like I had really the tools to make it happen in the way that I wanted. So once I learned some of these strategies and some of these tools, and I started to be able to facilitate like the changes in my clients and see them, That's when I was like, okay, how can I bring this to other people that want these things, that want to know this? So what I am getting ready to do is um, June 1st is I will be opening my very own coaching institute called the Elevate Method. And I will literally be teaching you my proprietary elevate signature method oh. along with human. I'm sorry, I will teach you human design. You won't be certified in human design, but I will teach you human design. Um, but then you'll be certified in the same modalities as me. So hypnotherapy, emotional freedom, tapping, neurolinguistic programming, and life and success coaching. So I will teach you all of that inside of um, the school, as well as I don't want to be um, I don't want to certify, I don't want to become like a certification factory where I'm just like giving you a certification like going about your way have a nice right. life um, I'm actually teaching you school on um, the tools to build that right foundation to build a profitable coaching business so um, all of that will be included inside of my school so I am super super excited if we're not connected come connect with me on Instagram at Nicolia Williams or my website NicoliaWilliams.com and so that way you can kind of stay in the know of when that stuff comes out because um, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be amazing I'm really really excited Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to watch this like
0: blow up. You are incredible. I am just so grateful, like from my, the tip of my head to the bottom of my toes for having you here. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Like you've shared such beautiful wisdom with us and we're walking away with these tangible tips. I'm so grateful for you. Um, you told us your, your Instagram, what's your
1: favorite platform for connecting with people? either. So actually I've just recently started being on clubhouse a lot more. So that's newer oh. to me, but I'm enjoying clubhouse. So I'm Dr. Nicolia on clubhouse. If you are on clubhouse and love c- to connect with me, um, I host a mindset, um, room every single Monday. So oh, that's fun. super cool. Um, but I'm, I'm learning clubhouse. So that's newer to me. I'd probably say right now, my favorite is Instagram. So I'm Nicolia Williams, but I'm also highly active on Facebook, um, which is Nicolia Williams as well. And then YouTube is Nicolia Williams. <laughs> so, awesome. um, you can pretty much find me up across the board. And I'd, I'd just be honored. Even if you just want to pop in and say, Hey, I checked out the episode and just want to say, Hey, yeah. and introduce yourself. I'm okay with that as well. Like I love being able to connect with new people.
0: Oh, awesome. I love it. And I'll be sure to include all of your good stuff in our show notes. So links to all of your, um, all of the things will be in there. Um, if people need to reference that, but thank you so much for being here. It was such a pleasure, such a fun conversation. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, the pleasure was all mine. Thank you again, Anne, for having me.
0: Well, I sure hope you guys brought your pen and paper to that episode because Dr. Nicolia delivered the goods from her stoplight method for categorizing your to-do list all the way to her can't jar that she utilizes with her kids. She really shared a lot of wisdom in this episode from human design and goal setting and everything in between. And it was such a pleasure to speak with her today. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you got something out of it and you know somebody who might enjoy this conversation please feel free to share this episode with them. You can always uh, take a screenshot of the episode and share it on social media. Please make sure you tag me at Snyder so I can be sure to thank you for uh, helping us get the message out. And as always, if you want to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on future conversations, please do that. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast. That's the easiest way for you to support uh, these conversations and help me to keep them going. I am so, so grateful that you spent some time with us today. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and I can't wait to talk to you soon.